with Luke 19 verses 1 to 10. We'll start a new series in the first session that I'll be doing is called The Heart of Heaven. So it's our desire and goal that over the next few weeks you either connect with Jesus for the first time or you want to deepen your relationship with him over the next few weeks. But get ready to be encouraged and challenged to passionately follow Jesus. Have you ever noticed how distance changes our perspective of something? Our first impressions of something can be different at a distance than up close. Think of a time when you saw a friend or someone you knew at a distance and you started waving, but as you got closer, you got embarrassed because you realised it wasn't your friend. Or have you thought of some food that looked good at a distance, but you lost your appetite as you got close and you took the first bite of that food and it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. You see, our relationship with Jesus is the same. Many people have a distorted view or understanding of God because for one reason or another, they only observe or see Jesus from a distance. I want to tell you this morning that God can do a lot with a little, because a little is a lot with God. See, Jesus showed that he can take one little life and use it as a seed to multiply his kingdom and righteousness as a demonstration of his power, his love, his grace, working through the most unlikely of people. And so this morning, I'll be looking at a particular game. One that you've all played, here's a clue. One, two, three, four, five, six. Get ready to hide, I'll be coming shortly. Are you ready? I close my eyes and I begin to count. And what are we playing? Yes, I know someone out there will be shouting this morning. We're playing hide and seek. Yep. You all know how it's played, right? Someone's chosen to be it. And everyone else hides. And it's the job of the person chosen to find all of the others. That's the responsibility of it, the person. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Well, it's a great game when it's played correctly, but if it was never played that way by my sisters when I was growing up, because they would hide in different places, Together, they'd be watching me from a distance, struggling to find them. It's a bit like that with the story this morning. So let's turn our Bibles to Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. It goes like this. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached that spot, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. 
Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. You see, the game of hide and seek, it's meant to be fun. But the game we're talking about this morning will make an eternal difference for those who are found and those who are not. I know of people who have been sought out by the Lord Jesus Christ. He's, he's drawn them to himself, but yet they refused to accept his call. They refused to give up their own will. They continued to hide. And today, well, they're probably in hell where they'll never be found. I hope you listen to the words this morning that I have today as we look at this game of hide and seek. First off, we need to get this out of the way. Who is it and who is hiding? Well, I can tell you today that Jesus is it. He's the one who's seeking. In this passage of scripture, he's travelling through the streets of Jericho. Jesus, by this time, caused quite a stir everywhere he went. He was becoming well known. People wanted to see him. People wanted to hear him. And old Zacchaeus was no different. But yet Zacchaeus had a problem. He was vertically challenged. He was short. You know, my wife's nickname is Shorty. And even after 40 years of marriage, there'll be times when I refer to her as Shorty. I can remember when we used to play badminton together. She would be on one side of the net and I would be on the other. And every time I would see her running towards the net, I'd lob the shuttlecock over her head because I knew that she would struggle to win the point. I knew that. After a while, she got clever. She adapted a different style of playing badminton to gain an advantage when we played against each other. I suspect that Zacchaeus's horizontal challenge was the butt of humour in his own day. And it has been ever since. It probably wasn't enough to climb up on a chair to have a look. He needed more. So he used his head. He used his brain. He gets ahead of the crowd and he climbs up the tree. He was now going to have a front row seat to see this man named Jesus. You know what? Old Zacchaeus was in plain sight, but only for those who were looking. I bet you most people don't even see him up in that tree. They too were too busy with all the things that were going on around them, but yet Jesus was it. And Jesus looked up and called him to come on down. When I read stories like this in the Bible, I like to imagine in my mind how it all happened. Jesus walking along there, talking to different people as the crowd moved along, people asking questions, people listening to every word he spoke. I imagined maybe some laughter along the way, and all of a sudden, Jesus stops and looks up and says, Zacchaeus, what are you doing up there? Come on down here. And I just bet you Zacchaeus says, Eh? Who? Me? Jesus, you're talking to me? 
And old Zacchaeus came right on down and went with Jesus. You see, Jesus initiated evangelism with Zacchaeus in a public place where everyone could learn from the encounter. Jesus was always willing to go to the rejected, the despised, and the lonely. He said this, I did not come to the healthy, but to those who recognize their need. Oh, how many of you this morning recognize there's a need? There's a need there for you to turn to Christ? Jesus called Zacchaeus by name, and he called you and I by name this morning. He personalized his approach to evangelism, identifying closely with those to whom he ministered. He said, hurry and come down, for I must stay in your house. Verse 5. I love that story. Because that story can be related to so many people who are listening out here this morning. People who are hiding in plain sight. Is that you this morning? People who don't draw any attention to themselves, they've just kind of looked over. People who may seem like they've got everything together, when really they don't. People you might think have everything under control, actually are lost. How many people do you recognise from that this morning? Maybe that's you today. Maybe you're hiding in plain sight of everyone else. Maybe you come to church. Maybe you sing the songs, you play the game, but you're really lost. You've never put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. There are people who've been to church for years, singing hymns, perhaps even being in a responsible position in the church, putting on a show. I need to tell you this, this could be their dear. This could be your dear, if that's you. Because I want to ask you to come out of hiding and allow the Holy Spirit of God to take control of your life. All those years of hiding in the open can be over. Or maybe, just maybe, you're like Zacchaeus in so many ways. He was a publican. He was a Roman tax collector. Tax collectors back then weren't any more light than they are today. That's a fact. The Roman Empire had an entirely different system. And here's how it worked. Local contracts for, con tax, for tax collection in the Roman world were auctioned off to the highest bidder. But the government didn't pay them for their work. Instead, the government tax collectors charged the taxpayers an additional levy for their services. And in many cases, the fees they exacted were extortionate to the point where at least one person would call them birds of prey. That's all they are, birds of prey. To add to that, in Judea, tax collectors were generally regarded as traitors, collaborators with the Roman occupation, even more because they had to have regular dealings with the Gentile Romans. They were viewed as unclean, so that in later years it was even forbidden to accept anything from a tax collector. And if all that wasn't enough, Zacchaeus was no ordinary tax collector. Luke tells us that he was a chief tax collector. Nobody liked him. And when Jesus found him and called him down, people started talking. In verse 7 it says the people murmured, Jesus wants to spend time with him. I want to tell you something this morning 
It doesn't matter where you've been or what you've done. Jesus is looking for you. He wants you. And he's saying to you today, come on down. Come on down. I want to spend some time with you. And it says this, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. It's a bit like hide and seek. Jesus is looking for you. It seems to me that what happened to Zacchaeus was that he began to see in the way that Jesus wants us all to see. In this story, we observe Jesus, the one who seeks and saves the lost in four different ways. You see, the first one is this. Jesus sees. He didn't see a good man. As a chief tax collector, Zacchaeus was head of a tax forming corporation with collectors who extorted the people, then paid him before he paid the Romans. He was the kingpin of the Jericho tax cartel and had the scruples of a modern-day crack dealer. No one would have thought of Zacchaeus as a good man. But Jesus did. Jesus knew Zacchaeus wasn't a happy man. Zacchaeus was hated by his community. I can only imagine the reaction of neighbours and even of friends and relatives as Zacchaeus's house became more lavishly decorated, as more slaves ran about at his bidding, as his clothes became finer and his food richer. Everyone knew that this was their money that he was spending and he had no right to it. Everyone knew that there was nothing they could do about it. No doubt his wealth and lifestyle were unsatisfying. Nothing lasted. Always there was some emptiness in his life. He was a traitor to his own people, collecting funds for an occupying force, the Roman government. You see, Jesus saw what he was always looking for. He came to save and to save the lost. Jesus knew every truth about Zacchaeus. Why? Because Jesus sees the real you and the real me. The you that only you know. Romans 5 verse 8 says this, While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The second thing I need to tell you is, Jesus calls. Jesus calls out to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus has climbed a tree in order to get a glimpse of Jesus. And we might wonder why this morning. Maybe those taller than him were purposely blocking his way. Maybe he'd heard how Jesus took Levi into a group of his disciples or had heard talk of Jesus spending time with sinners. Maybe he was just desperate. Is that you this morning? Desperate? He calls out to you and I today through the gospel. Thessalonians 2.14 called to the gospel that you might share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm confident that Jesus calls out to every one of us and no matter what mistakes or troubles we've encountered, he wants us to come to him. See, after instructing new believers to repent and be baptised, Peter said, the promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off. But where are you this morning? Are you far off or are you close? For all whom the Lord our God will call. Have you heard his call this morning? Are you listening? Are you trying to keep him far away? Or do you want to receive him 
what only he can give. The third thing I need to tell you is this. Jesus saves. I don't know what Jesus said to Zacchaeus, but it moved Zacchaeus to give his heart to the Lord. He demonstrated the desire to turn his life around. Instead of the passion to get, he now had a passion to give. What's your passion this morning? Because Zacchaeus was a new man. That could be you and I this morning. Jesus said to dear, salvation has come to this house. Luke uses the word for today 11 times. God is doing great things today. This is the time of deliverance and redemption. This is the time to open our eyes and see what God is doing all around us. When even one person is offered forgiveness. And here's a word of affirmation. Cling to the hope that life can be different or resolved to live by a new set of values in the future. There the kingdom of God is at work. God is at work today. The big question for us is always not what we plan to do tomorrow, but what are we going to do today? So in conclusion, it's this. Zacchaeus didn't seem like the kind of person who would be interested in Jesus, but he was. He was lost, but now he's found. His conversion tells us that Jesus sees, Jesus calls, and Jesus saves. So the big theme of the Bible and heart of heaven is God loves you and wants to be close to you. So I want to encourage you that no matter what you've done or where you feel you've missed the mark, don't run and hide from God. Run to him. It's so important for you to know that Jesus isn't mad at you. He doesn't want you to stay away. His desire is to bring you close and to keep you close. He wants to spend time with you. And if you've been away, if you're in church for the first time in a while and you're not sure if God's mad at you or not, remember this story. Because this is a model of how your heavenly father sees you and wants you to see him. As the one who wants you to be close and he runs to meet you where you are. I'll close with one of my favourite verses in the Bible because of this. It says this, Come close to God and God will come close to you. This verse is such a powerful and eternal call to all of you today. Jesus loves and wants to be close to you. And you and I have to make a decision to reach out to God. It's not saying that we've got all fixed up before we come to Jesus. It's more saying, if you want more of Jesus, then you have to step into it. He's not going to force you. And today, before you leave the service, we want to invite you to consider your own life and where you are in your relationship with Jesus. Are you following him? Or are you trying to follow your own way? Today, before we close, we want to invite you to make that decision.